from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. Monday, December 26, 2022. Only a few short days left in this year. And what a year it has been. We'll talk about that all throughout this week. Uh, we've got a packed show today from uh, about, I'd say, Thursday when we parted ways until today. A lot has happened, and that'll be part of our agenda today, where uh, the theme is going to be this week, identity and the moving of the goalpost. And we'll, we'll, you know, some people will disagree with me, and that's okay. I appreciate disagreements. In fact, I think that's how we get better as practitioners. Um, so really looking forward to that. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and an unbelievable Hanukkah. Um, Hanukkah and Christmas ended up ending together uh, yesterday, last candle of Hanukkah and Christmas Day. So the menorahs were all lit up and all the kids' faces were shining just as a menorah as they opened her Christmas gifts on Christmas morning. So with that being said, I hope everyone had a relaxed weekend. I know some of our peers in some of these companies did not, but uh, thoughts out to them as well. Let's grab our cup of morning, Joe. I've got my double espresso this Monday morning. Whatever you're drinking, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's keeping you warm in these frigid temperatures. It is literally below freezing in Georgia. I did not move to the south for below freezing weather. I could have stayed in Colorado for that. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Some quick news to go over. Um, Microsoft has quietly patched the Azure cross-tenant data access flaw. This was a flaw we talked about several months ago. Um, It's now been patched um silently essentially um and um the patch was initially launched the patch was bad now there's a new patch this new patch is good to go according to microsoft and so you want to make sure you get that patched if you're in the azure cross-tenant environment bed mgm is confirming a data breach as threat actors offer to sell data of about one and a half million Betting customers to MGM Resorts owned online sports betting company BetMGM confirmed the data breach on the same day threat actors offered to sell the database containing the information of 1.5 million customers. In a statement posted on its website on December 21st, uh, BetMGM said uh, patron, uh, pa- pa- uh, <laughs> patron records were obtained in an unauthorized manner. The company said that the compromised information included name, email address, postal address, phone number, date of birth, hashed social security number, account identifier, and information related to transactions. The affected information varied by different customers, but MGM claims there's no evidence that passwords or account funds were accessed by the actors. However, the company still recommends changing passwords as a good practice. It's also offering two years of free credit monitoring and identity restoration services to impacted individuals. The firm believes that the incident occurred on November 22nd and believes that the intrusion occurred in may meaning they sat in their environment for a minimum of five to six months in a post on a popular cybercrime forum someone claiming to be the uh, attacker offered to sell the database containing nearly 1.57 million records from november 2022 allegedly associated with any customer who has placed a casino wager um the message also said uh, that it's a bet mgm and so you can obviously see that um and that's another kind of breach to walk us into this but six months in your environment and you don't even know um kind of leads me to believe where where's your detection and 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 so forth there had to be some failures along the way here it'd be interesting to see the lessons learned from ben mgm my my hope is that they're transparent about 
how this happened um, so that we can all be better because of it. The GU malware loader is utilizing a new technique to evade security software. Security researchers have exposed a wide variety of techniques adopted by the GU loader to evade security software. The new shellcode anti-analysis technique attempts to throw out researchers and hostile environments by scanning entire process memory of any virtual machine-related strings, according to CrowdStrike. The GU loader, also known as CloudEye, is a visual basic script downloader that's used to distribute remote access trojans on infected machines. It was first detected in 2019. In November of 2021, a JavaScript malware strain dubbed Rat Dispenser emerged as a conduit to dropping the GU loader by means of a base 64 encoded VPS dropper. The recent sample unearthed by CrowdStrike exhibits a three-stage process wherein the VPS script is designed to deliver a next stage that performs anti-analysis checks before injecting shellcode embedded within the VPS uh, into memory. The shellcode, besides incorporating the same anti-analysis methods, downloads a final payload of the attacker's choice from a remote servers and executes it on the compromised host. This includes anti-debugging and anti-disassembling checks to detect the presence of remote debugger and breakpoints, and if found, terminate the shellcode. The shellcode also features scans for virtualization software, um, something very, very advanced. Let's have a conversation about LastPass. For all transparency, I am a LastPass customer. Um, and I will continue to be a LastPass customer. And I say that because over this year, we've seen that the goalpost has moved from endpoints to identity. If Okta, LastPass, OnePass, Password State, and all the others tell us one thing, is that threat actors have come to realize that in order to start to get any sort of inroads and not just rely on one account they've got to go after the identity of individuals and that's exactly what the target here is and in a distributed remote workforce it makes their life much much easier to be able to do that LastPass revealed um, after a lot of uh, pulling legs here because a lot of people believed that their statement last month uh, was incorrect uh, and, and I was reading a bunch of forums over the weekend and, and I can definitely understand the frustration many people have with LastPass, and I can definitely understand the lack of trust people have with LastPass. Um, and that lack of transparency is one thing, but then I'm going to give you the counterpart to that, which is forensics take time. Um, finding the results and the access and confirming it takes time. Um, there's processes that you have to go through that take time. There's a law enforcement investigation that's potentially taking place that also could, could be hindered by um, releasing that information and thus allowing the uh, criminals that perpetrated the attack to potentially get away from it and ditch it. There's a whole slew of decisions that have to be made in this process. I'm not saying that what LastPass did is right or wrong. I just want to give you the balanced perspective of any practitioner in this point in period of time when you're going through something like this. The threat actor copied information from backups that contained basic customer account information and related metadata, including company names, end usernames, billing addresses, email addresses, telephone numbers, and the IP addresses. Um, the threat actor was also able to copy a backup of a customer vault data from the encrypted storage container, which is stored in a proprietary binary format that contains both unencrypted data, such as website URLs, as well as fully encrypted sensitive fields such as website username and password secure notes and form filled data. Now, here's the deal about this. The data is encrypted. 
the master password is what you need to worry about. So if you're a LastPass customer, um, you want to change your master password. You just do. Um, that, that, that's one thing. Um, you definitely want to go through and potentially update the passwords of other accounts uh, because you never really know. Um, and so this breach for LastPass, by the way, is the second one this year for them. Okta has been through three of those this year. We just talked about password state last week. One pass had one earlier. I mean, this stuff is, is, is everywhere. Um, Avishai says, I'm going to move to another password manager though. And, and I completely agree and understand that sentiment Avishai. completely. I, I don't blame you for wanting to do that. Um, I think different people look at these and, and want to, handle their risk differently. There's nothing wrong. If you're a LastPass customer and you're disappointed and you want to move, you should go. Nothing wrong with that. And if you want to stick around, that's also okay. If you're sticking around to LastPass, just understand that you definitely want to update your master password for one. You want to make sure your MFA is foolproof. All right. And then the the last bit and piece of it is you want to update passwords on, on your critical account. And be on the lookout for phishing emails. Completely agree there as well. Good morning to Scott. Good morning to Eddie. I thank you all for being here uh, this morning and, and being part of the show. So, yes, absolutely. Um, Comcast, um, and, and, and that's that. But this goes identity. I just talked about identity. I want to transition to this one. Comcast Xfinity accounts are being hacked in a widespread multi-factor bypass account. So Xfinity customers report that their accounts are being hacked in a widespread attack that bypasses their two-factor authentication. These compromised accounts are then used to reset passwords for other services, such as Coinbase and Gemini crypto exchanges. This started on December 19th, where many uh, Xfinity email users began receiving notifications that their account information had been changed. However, when attempting to access the account, they could not log in as the password has been changed. After gaining access to the accounts, they discovered that they've been hacked in a secondary email at the disposable yopemail.com domain was added to their profile. Similar to Gmail, Xfinity allows customers to configure a secondary email address to be used for account notification and password resets in the event they lose access to their Xfinity account. Uh, Bleeping Computer first learned of these account hacks after numerous Xfinity customers reached out to share the experience. In addition, others have reported similar reports on Reddit, Twitter, and Xfinity's own support forum. All Xfinity customers we spoke to said they had two-factor authentication enabled on their account, yet that was able to be bypassed. This goes to a very popular um, show I did with Roger Grimes where we talked about deploying MFA correctly. Chances are here um, that there is a bypass somewhere um, because of the deployment um, um, is, 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 is critical. Um, it's, it's showing you exactly that it's not just about having MFA. It's properly deploying MFA is definitely something you want to have in play. Um, and so um, this goes again to identity here. They're trying to get access to uh, either crypto uh, in order to f- have some financial motivation. Don't be surprised if the people that they targeted, by the way, were people who they already knew were using Xfinity uh, for their crypto accounts, meaning they've already got a database from Coinbase or Gemini, and they went after those individuals and not all of the Xfinity database because that would have just been a huge red, red, red flag. They would have done just that. Um, Comcast has yet to really reply. They've just, um, um, you know, they haven't yet posted an official response to this. They've been responding to customers, but 
not to any media inquiries. Um, so there's that. Finally, we'll end this morning's show with China's ByteDance admitting to using TikTok to track journalists. What a surprise this was on Friday. The uh, Financial Times and BuzzFeed and a whole slew of other uh, journalists had posted that TikTok's um, parent company, ByteDance, uh, that several staffers had access to journalist data as part of an internal probe into leaks of company information to the media. Both journalists previously reported on the contents of leaked company material. None of the employees found to have been involved in, uh, remained employed by ByteDance, according to the company. Somehow I don't believe it. These were likely, um, um, if people understand how China works, anyone who's working for a China government-backed organization like ByteDance has some sort of allegiances to the Chinese Communist Party and will do their work for them. Uh, the people who are access this information are, are potentially are no longer there. And, and again, I don't believe anything that comes out of ByteDance. I don't believe anything that comes from TikTok. Um, there needs to be a ban. The new budget that was passed um, bans TikTok from all government, federal, and state uh, government devices. That's one good step. We need to ban it completely. Um, in the U.S., it is a psyop used by the Chinese um, on on our children, on our population, and it needs to be dealt with. And Congress needs to move their back end and get that done um, as well. So there's that there uh, too. So you know, China continues to be on the move here and continues to continuously. I just lie and then accept the lie. Um, Friday being a Christmas weekend when the story dropped, uh, people weren't paying a lot of attention, but don't let this one slip. Um, and tell your family and friends if they're still in town, they're sticking around until New Year's. If they've got TikTok, it's another reason to show them why they should not have it um, and, and move forward. Not that anyone else is better, but I'd rather my data be with Facebook um, and Twitter than I would with China. Um, and I don't have a TikTok account. I've never downloaded the app and I won't. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope everyone, we, we went over, but a lot happened and, and I want it to be very thorough here. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for being part of the show. Um, this week, we'll continue to wrap up stuff that pops up as well as kind of talk about identity versus endpoints um, ahead of 2023. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. Hopefully, if you're off, you're relaxing and taking some time away. Um, and most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.